0: And we are live. we gotta, we gotta get back on the uh, the early start. Be uh, being ready for <laughs> being ready for yeah. it all. Because when we don't have the 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 live soon screen, although that's a that's wonderful for editing, because then I just rip the audio and post it on Anchor. When we don't have that, it does make this little. Are we live? I don't know. Cause there's a delay right but so we are live hello welcome again to another bi-weekly episode of the loose cannon show we are continuing our dive into the clovis bray journal and uh where we left off last time we're about half-ish way through a third of the way through wow <laughs> there's a lot of word vomit in this that we just keep getting hung up on but I mean, it's that's good because, deep
1: dive.
0: yeah, and then, you know, we'll just have like the, the, the lore books going on and it, it's good to have a a meaty thing like this to kind of, to, to give us episodes because we've had seasons where it's just like, we're out and that's it. We had two lore books and we talked about it and how do we go on?
1: It <laughs> <laughs> makes everything so difficult when you're trying to manage it.
0: Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, we'll get through this, and then we got all the lore books, and now we also have the secret lore book, uh, Tangled Web, which yep. is a Crow-centric lore book. We haven't been able to uh, fully complete it in-game yet, but I expect that we will, hopefully before the season's end.
1: Although well, that's the pattern you're giving us, right? Maybe? Hmm. It. it
0: I don't want to bring up
1: spoilers,
0: but in my opinion, the lore book will continue with things that will happen within the last couple weeks of the season. So that'd be in February.
1: That would be in February. What a weird time. I mean, maybe because, I don't know, because the way that everything's coming out before the end of the season, they have to roll it out. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's going to be rolled out, and then each, each week on updates, you're getting a little bit as it goes. hmm hmm Wow. Well, I mean, that's not anything different from what they've done before. I want to say that this year, or this season, I mean, they've done a good job about keeping it under wraps and trickling it.
0: Yeah, mostly. so actually about that, I want to put up an image of, of the roadmap, Really quick for everyone to see. And uh, so on the roadmap, it says 11.10 is launch day. And under the 11.10 banner, it says uh, Beyond Light, free to all players content. And then on the right side, it has 11.10 again, Seasonal Artifact and Reward, Track Unlocks, Empire Hunts Begin, Glassway Strike Opens. And then 11.10 again, except this one, extends to January 12th. So that's that's a length of time, and this banner is individual, and it says "Uncover Europa's secrets."
1: Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: What secrets do you think? Uh,
1: so, do you think that we're uncovering? just? Yeah, do you think we're just now scratching the surface of what? I mean, because we have a huge, expansive area that we get to go and play around in.
0: I mean, so you have to start it out. Um, the very first week we had a secret we found the first penguin and then Mm -hmm. in week uh week two and a half like just before week three we opened up the uh further into the exo labs where we found uh this dude you can't really see you can see his chin Uh, uh where we found the clovis ai and um the huge
1: ExoHead.
0: Yeah, the huge exo head. We opened up that. So that was obviously a secret. That was a secret that everyone thought was the raid, too. Everyone's like, ah, oh, I can't believe we can access the raid. Like, Right. <laughs> you guys look dumb.
1: You know oh, what? Yeah. I'm glad, though, that it worked out that way. Because it yeah. gets everybody an opportunity to go and uh, play around and explore what yeah. I think is probably, to date, the most beautiful uh, social space, whatever. Location? Yeah, location. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, it's just amazing. I mean, I know the, t- the Dreaming City is phenomenal. The mm-hmm. Tangled Shore is phenomenal. But this one is very clean and bright. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just the yeah. detail, the immaculate shapes that everything is, and how it all ties into the lore. And it just it really gives you this sense of of wonderment as well as this overwhelming idea that, uh, all these artists put that together and mm-hmm. i mean so you have to you have to kind of assume there's going to be a ton more yeah. with that space i mean we know bungie loves to reuse their spaces
0: <laughs> and <laughs> i mean uh even now like they they use it a lot because every week we have a new augment quest and it cycles through the eclipse zone so like this week if you haven't done your Augment quest, go do it. You you buy the scanner buff from Variks, and you go and you find the fallen vandal that has the scanner buff. And this week it'll say it's like um Reese sectors, which is the uh Reese reborn. So there's three sectors in there. There's the Reese reborn approach and then there's Technocrats Iron and then there's also Kell's Rising. And that, those are three locations. That are basically unutilized in patrol space, and I always kind of felt like that was, um... There has to be, like, a reason why they can't, uh, aside from the fact that they're tight locations and they like to have patrol spaces be open locations.
1: But yeah, I would love to
0: see more reason to be going in there for more than just this once a week quest because it is a lot of beautiful unused space that they should be using. Like there's the well of infinitude. There's a uh, creation like on the other side from uh, Cadmus Ridge, there's the Reese were born stuff and all that, like true fallen architecture, like to this size, we've never seen that. That was insane.
1: That's very true. Yeah. I, I mean, goodness gracious, dude, we're probably going to see, I, I mean, we're we'll probably see some of this stuff trickle into uh, for like a year from now we'll probably mm-hmm. i mean this is going to go on for a while
0: yeah they're i mean they're definitely going to continue to use um use the space appropriately i'm sure like mm-hmm. especially with it being um the 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 annual space i mean like what what else could they have us go back to here like was the moon ever really reused now that i'm thinking about right. it Mm,
1: not really, no.
0: Well, it had we a bu- it had didn't. a bunker.
1: Yeah, we did have a bunker,
0: and it didn't have one of the other things. It didn't have one of Osiris' uh, obelisks, but it had a bunker, and it had the undying content, obviously. And then uh, yeah, was I mean, the last was one, arrivals. Too. And obviously, it couldn't have anything in arrivals because all the arrivals planets were getting nuked. Yeah. <laughs> So,
1: okay. Well,
0: I hope they utilize Europa. It's it's a really exciting place to be. And the Cosmodrome. I love having the Cosmodrome back. And we know they're going to do more with that.
1: Right. Hmm. Hmm. Food for thought. Because I don't... I mean, I could, I could... They could go so many different ways. I don't even want to speculate at this point. Because, I mean, I know, we, I know we're going to get the Witch Queen and, you know, eventually... Uh, Lightfall, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> just from the way that you know we're kind of just from the way that we're thinking it might go with how the sub we got the stasis subclass and then there could be two more subclasses mm-hmm. um, one obviously tied to uh, when the witch queen starts um, yeah and then, I, I really and think it,
0: that we're gonna see one with witch queen as well I know we've yeah. talked about that before, but like, I'm very confident that at the very least that is their goal. It might be like a balancing issue where it's like, which queen came out and we don't have a new subclass, but like, we're going to get one. But I mean, if it's dependent to the story, like stasis has been, then that's a different
1: beast entirely. So I'm that's sure true. Really get it. Yeah. I don't see why they wouldn't make it dependent to the story. Mm-hmm. Um, because that seems to be the, the trick, you know, to get you in, involved into the campaign. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's very Like, true. before Before it was just go, you know, follow this path of weird-shaped trees.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Like, if that's how they were going to do it again for new subclasses, then it can just be like, we couldn't get it out in time for Witch Queen, but we got it in time for the season after Witch Queen, where it's like, okay, that's true. cool. Yeah. But in Taken King, were they kind of important to the story, or were they like a side quest? Like, hey, go do this. They
1: were just, you know, they were just a side quest. That was yeah. the weirdest thing about Taken Queen. It almost felt... It almost felt uh, removed from the game a little mm. bit because remember the when the warlocks uh, they would went go to, the to do PvP their... map.
0: oh they all went to yeah PvP
1: they... maps yeah and then that one was the most that one was the weirdest to me because really? they had well yeah because they had to um, they had to meditate on a new power to end up using it so it almost felt like well they had this innate ability all along and then they just went out and meditated for a little while and got it.
0: Well, I mean, that's how, like, basically, I mean, I don't want to say that's how all the powers work. All hunters had the ability to wield a Dusk Bow, and it's just that it's such a, a, a dangerous subclass to wield that hunters are scared of it, they fail to yeah. wield it, like, whatever the case is, Well, that we as a player didn't get the chance to until we encountered the, the corpse of Tevis. Tevis? Yeah. yeah Tevis Larson yeah
1: Tevis Larson I guess that's why it feels I guess that's the I guess that's the trick because to somebody who to, to a regular player average mm-hmm. Joe going into the game you know it makes sense as a hunter you go and you find it and then you yeah. unlock it and then um yeah. as the Titan you go and you find it and you unlock it you know because they go to the lighthouse and well they go about, to they um,
0: go. they go to burnout they don't go to the lighthouse oh yeah that's
1: burnout sorry yeah burnout uh burning shrine Was it Burnout or Burning Shrine? Oh,
0: it's Burnout now. It was Burning Shrine then. Yes. Because now it's a simulated uh, Burning Shrine inside the infinite forest. (laughs) Oh, my God.
1: God this is a mess okay yeah. so so then the so then the Titan gets to strike the forge and they get the hammer you know to get the but, flame so like, that's
0: what I mean it's it, I feel like any Titan had the ability to to yeah. do that but it was just that it was like such a closely guarded secret that Titans had the sunbreaker ability that makes sense you know that makes that, sense. And then we brought it back to the city. And now I'm sure any Titan who comes into the city, it's like, you know, in Destiny 2, when they go back to get their Sunbreaker subclass, they don't go to Mercury. They don't go to Mercury yeah. and strike the forge they again.
1: just get it. Yeah, they yeah. just get it.
0: Because that's how it actually works. You can, right. you have the ability, but Destiny in Destiny 1, they wanted to give you this, like, dramatic, oh, look at how you learned yeah. this super secret ability. And, I mean, even in Destiny 2, we got new abilities. And those were kind of the same thing. They were just kind of given to us. And sentinel arc strider and dawnblade were they were told to be um old abilities that like no one used anymore which is kind right. of like oh that's cool like these are these are the the original things that they did with void and all that which really makes yeah, more makes... sense for um yeah. for uh sentinel where it's like they became the wall because like bubbles aren't the wall like that's that's a weird thing to say like these domes are the wall and it's like that's a weird wall <laughs> like sentinel holding a shield like becoming yeah, a wall yeah
1: yeah that makes more sense not like a physical not like they stacked a bunch of HADOT blocks made yeah. out of titans it's like <laughs>
0: why, why is our yeah. wall just a bunch of bubbles like this is like weird isn't it though like they just popped them yeah. mid-air as they were falling yeah. so it stays in the sky and shit. it's like okay yeah. so what if they shot right between them
1: <laughs> you could just aim one celestial yeah. uh, shot down the path of them. Yeah, you all. Get one down. The, that's all.
0: No one's no one's popping another
1: bubble. Uh, well, um, if you want, we can do my lore card real fast. That sounds good Start the show. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. So if you're just joining and you're just experiencing us for the first time, what we're starting to do now is every show we'll kind of open it like we're doing, but I do my lore card, which is my little uh destiny armory explained my lore explanation for some of these items that you guys get to see uh arrive in the game and so i didn't do this one this last week but i did one the prior week uh because we took uh, like a small little break here um and so what we did the lore card on was uh three pieces which are now in the game uh there's a there's a ship a sparrow and a ghost and they're all pretty much named the same thing so there's the atlas hauler atlas runner and the atlas shell um but they're all named and this one is kind of cool because they're all named after a greek god in mythology um named atlas of course but the 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 thing the tie-in for the lore was on the flavor text of each one of the items so the atlas hauler says we carry heavy burdens don't carry yours alone and then on the Atlas Runner, here to help you carry the load. And then on the Atlas Shell, for ghosts who can carry the burden. <laughs> mm. so, um, so what does that mean? So Atlas was a Greek god of mythology, and he was condemned to hold up the celestial heavens or sky for eternity after the Titan Titanomachy. I always butcher that word, mm. uh, which is basically the war amongst the gods. Uh, This was his punishment by Zeus for warring with the Olympian gods. Um, He was also known as the father of stars and thereby he's associated with large maps. So like if you ever go and look at an atlas, you know, you're looking at a massive map or like a star chart or looking at, you know, a a really large area like the world. You can look at an atlas of the world, you know, Mm -hmm. so So that's kind of why they came up with the name Atlas for for certain things that we know today. Um, But it was named after this Greek god. So in Greek mythology, the Titan Atlas, he was responsible for bearing the weight of the heavens on his shoulders. It was a burden given to him as a punishment by Zeus. And he is the father of many stars. Um, He's also the protagonist in one of Hercules' famous laborers which is the tale of hercules had to go through these trials or events Mm -hmm. Um, and one of them was atlas was a wise man and the founder of astronomy so he was kind of like this idea that he was you know the the heavens because of what he had to go through so hercules had to encounter him at one point um and so there's a couple of different stories you know greek mythology kind of breaks off a little bit and there's like maybe three or four different versions of the stories. Mm -hmm. Um, Plato, um, he, you know, one of the great philosophers, Plato places him as the first King of Atlantis. And because of his giant size, his name is used for a mountain range in North Africa as well. The great Atlantic ocean and any large collection of maps. Like I said earlier, you know, Atlas is the name for really big maps.
0: So the Atlantic ocean (laughs) was named after Atlas.
1: Yeah,
0: I didn't wow. know that
1: until I researched it. Yeah, I, I had no idea, um, which I could huh. go on a whole spin, spin fully thing on that one because of the Drifter and the Deluge and a whole bunch of other stuff that happened in that region, but I won't.
0: For another time.
1: Yeah, for another time, because <laughs> yeah, that'll get way off. All right, so his name is synonymous with suffering uh, or very enduring. Atlas yeah. was the son of the Titans, Lepidus and Clymene, or Themis, if you're reading it in a different way. Uh, mm-hmm. And his elder brother was Epimetheus, Minato- or Minothius, and Prometheus. So Prometheus is the one that we all know. He's the one that brought fire to man. Anyway, he's related to that guy. You should
0: know Epimetheus too. He created
1: man. That's true, yeah. The one I didn't know a whole lot was uh, Min- Minotheus yeah, that one I actually one of, don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's one of the lesser known characters. You know, there was so many.
0: Yeah, just as many as they can, they can, uh, they can fit. And I mean, especially when uh, the Greeks went to Egypt, and they're like, "Yeah, that's our god too." Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, his his name is different, but that, yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. Why not? So
1: that's the that's the one. That's the one fascinating thing about? Um, mythologies and Mm -hmm. historical accuracies and and just overall culture in a nutshell Mm -hmm. is they've traded stories for so for thousands of years that um you get these branches that kind of break it's almost like destiny lore (laughs) yeah you get these little branches that break off uh but you can kind of find a nexus where they happen to like when certain wars happened, certain cultures and certain people all collided. They had these sharings, these commingling of stories and folklore and mythologies and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it's very much you can very much understand why certain regions have adopted certain um, beliefs or gods or you know folklores or stories, mm-hmm. and then <laughs> just way the heck on the other side of the earth, you get the same story, but different characters kind of different names, stuff like that. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Atlas, he has the task of holding up the heavens as punishment from Zeus for leading the Titans in their battle with the Olympian gods for control of the heavens. Um, Homer also describes Atlas in his odyssey as a, as deadly minded, uh, as knowing the depths of all the seas and as holding up the pillars far out in the Atlantic ocean, which holds the heavens and earth apart. So that's, I guess that's where his name became Atlantic ocean. (laughs) Um, Another story places the God with the Atlas mountains in North Africa. Here, his punishment comes from his gross lack of hospitality. And the Titan was transformed from a shepherd into a huge rock mountain by Perseus. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, yeah, using the head of a Gorgon Medusa with her deadly stare. You know how yeah. Perseus cut the head off of Medusa and mm. used it to turn whatever she looked at into stone. So yeah. th- there's this one story that makes Atlas basically the mountains in North Africa. <laughs> like he's
0: actually supposed to be the mountains.
1: Yeah, like those mountains. Oh are my god, Atlas. that's crazy. I know. Uh, Atlas is almost, is also most famous for his myth involving him with one of the celebrated twelve labors of Hercules. Yeah. Hercules was required by Euryth I'm going to butcher this. Eurytheists Eurystheus Euryth- Euryth- anyway, sounds right. to, to <laughs> He was to fetch the golden apples. They love golden apples in Greek mythology for some reason. Uh, but he was required to fetch the golden apples from the fabled gardens of Hesperides, his, which were sacred to Hera and mm-hmm. gardened, guarded by the fearsome hundred-headed dragon Ladon. So in that story, you know, he pretty much wins and he gets the golden apples by tricking uh, Atlas. Um, following Prometheus, Hercules asked Atlas to retrieve the apples while he and the help of Athena took the world onto his shoulders for a while while giving the Titan a welcome respite. So when returning with the golden apples, Atlas was reluctant to resume the burden of carrying the world. However, Hercules tricked the God into swapping places temporarily while the hero went to acquire some cushions to bear the tremendous weight. So there's this story about when they came back because, you know, obviously Atlas couldn't hold up the earth for a while so mm-hmm. they had to go on this little adventure, and when they come back, he's like, "Hey, man, um, I noticed, you know, this is really heavy. Can I go get some cushions real quick while I'm holding the earth for you?" And he's like, "Sure, I'll hold it for a minute." So Atlas <laughs> holds the earth while Hercules takes off to go get some cushions, and Hercules is like, "Ah, sucker!"
0: So I mean, it's kind of it's kind of like a popular distinction to consider like Atlas and, and Kronos and etc Titans and to consider the Olympian gods gods. So I just think it's it's funny that Titans are stupid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man. I didn't say it. <laughs> I'm not getting slain. <laughs> titans are great. I'm married to a Titan so I have to watch what I say <laughs> Uh, uh, so that pre- that ends the um, lore card, but awesome. yeah, it, it's it's pretty cool, Atlas. Mm-hmm. So if you think about it, how a guardian is is working right now, we're carrying the burden of mm-hmm. of the current events. So it really pretty much ties into the story right now. So it's kind of like you know we have this heavy burden to bear. Uh, we're tampering with guard uh, with darkness, so we kind of have to you know we kind of have to take on this new responsibility mm-hmm. because we're brave badasses and why
0: not? It's really interesting that um, Atlas is supposed to be a mountain range in Africa because in Connecticut, we actually have a mountain called sleeping giant, which the, the, I guess the profile of it looks like a person. Like it's got the feet, the legs, giant. the stomach, the head, stuff like that. Wow. So was, people said that a giant fell asleep and basically the earth just grew around it. <laughs>
1: You know, there's some stuff like that in Japanese uh, uh, folklore too, like yeah. where mountains were were demons, <laughs> and That's crazy. or they're sleeping sleeping demons and sleeping giants. It's crazy to think that this stuff travels all around the world.
0: Yeah, it's such, it's such a, a natural thing to be like, yeah, that that rock was a, a thing once oh. it lived, and now it's not. Like, yeah, <laughs> it was a person once. <laughs> crazy uh, stuff. Okay, so i i uh, i want to ask you when did you want to uh do talk about the giveaway who won uh stuff like that because i actually that's 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 your thing i don't know um
1: yeah no so okay so the the knife it's already been decided so the knife and the package that one's already uh, we already know who's going to win that but we do have a mystery item you want to show it and it's up for grabs yeah so uh anybody in the chat right now or anybody out there that wants to join the chat real quick um we do have a mystery item that we're going to give away at the end of the show. So these are, so, um, they're up on the screen, and these are
0: uh, mini, mini items? Yep. Okay. So not like the uh, the ghosts I have behind me on the stands. These are little minier, miniatures.
1: Yeah. And one of them I made, it's a 3D printed item. Yeah. All right. So there it is. So then, you um, can have a chance to get that while we're yippity yapping here.
0: Yeah. Uh, we will, uh, let's, uh, let's put in the, the keyword now, uh, for anyone. Uh, so the keyword is dog hive, one word, capital D. Uh, just type dog hive in chat for a chance to win. And uh we'll pull the winner at the end. We'll comment it a couple more times throughout the show just so everyone has a chance and uh that should enter you into this through the nightbot thing. I don't really use nightbot, so i I, I hope it works seamlessly. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see yeah that's that's kind of how it how it how it's uh going right now okay yep it 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 has noticed it, so thank you uh aviator for for uh contributing because that did confirm that it will work um
1: nice. so then
0: you want to get into uh the Clovis Bray journal
1: absolutely let's rock and roll
0: all right, so we left off uh just after uh the note on clarity and starting with the message to uh willa bray and so basically, Clovis is now on Europa. He hasn't made any big Discoveries yet he's still Trying to figure everything out He's trying to create exos and he's Asking his family for help and his family Hates him he Do we know what happened to Clovis's wife The first wife first Excuse me first Clovis
1: I couldn't figure that one out
0: Just kind of Thrown out there that she's not around anymore. No, not suspicious circumstances. Just she divorced. You him know, I,
1: somebody, I saw somewhere and read something, something about thin foily craziness. I've seen some crazy thoughts, but, but yeah, his I, I wife was. I couldn't find thing. it. Yeah, so, somebody was like, "She's the veiled figure statue." No. So well, <laughs> no,
0: no. <laughs> Putting that down right now. No, uh, that is not the uh, case.
1: Yeah, I didn't even I didn't even think to I didn't even think to 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 kind of well, figure out where she went until then somebody said some crazy stuff.
0: I don't think it's very important, but there is a part of me that's just kind of like, I wonder what happened to her. She, you
1: know, like she's buried in a desert.
0: Yeah, his whole family hates him. His he had he had his he had his wife. He had his mm-hmm. one son and his one son died because Clovis and his son both have a genetic disease that will cause them to die and that's partially majorly why he wants to create exos because he doesn't want to die to it he wants to upload into a robot body and live forever without caring about that genetic disease
1: right right
0: his son died it, in the transfer process
1: yeah and now this his, is a Sargon no i'm sorry this is a popular um what do you call it? This is like popular right now. This idea of uploading your consciousness mm-hmm. or your life mm-hmm. essence or your anima or whatever uh, digitally. So this is kind of like a, a new topic that people are really getting into. Um, you know, it's been around forever obviously, but it's just popular right now because, you know, we have other games like cyberpunk 27, seven and, and, and just these other things. And um, so like, if you're going to go, and try to understand some of that idea or that philosophy behind it, I would encourage you to look it up because um, there's some really cool ideas. And they've been playing around this with these ideas since you know, freaking the 30s mm-hmm. uh, of just being able to basically copy yourself in a, in a form that will live on forever.
0: I, I just have a quick question. Did you finish Ready Player 2?
1: I did not.
0: Okay. Don't spoil it. That's that's why I'm saying. I just have a question. Did you finish it? I don't want to. I was. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't even want to ask that. I don't even want to bring reference to Ready Player Two. But I mean, I've been
1: so busy, dude. Yeah.
0: But you're right. It is. It is a media thing. Like there's um that Netflix series Altered Carbon. There's the, the yeah. Prime Video series Upload. There's yeah. It's it's a constant theme that it's like, what if we could be robots? And it's like, well, why would we want to do that? Like,
1: right. <laughs> There there's some really good videos. Um which is a, a YouTube channel. And mm-hmm. um I actually work for I have a client in in my my business that I do um who r- routinely uh donates money to this to this YouTube channel called Kazirkastad. So shout out to them. They make uh some ma- amazing videos uh and it's basically called in a nutshell. So they'll they'll mm-hmm. They'll create a whole YouTube video with great uh, informational, you know, visuals, little cartoon characters, stuff like that. And it's so entertaining. They can take the most complicated uh, subject and and bring it to you in this nice, coherent (laughs) uh, way Mm -hmm. so that, you know, just anybody can understand it. And, And it's phenomenal work they do. But they do one. And it came out a long, long time ago. But they do one, and it was about uh, uploading your consciousness, which they just recently did a new one. But they did this one, and it was basically talking about how would humanity survive forever? Mm-hmm. And one of the theories is we would have to create what is called a Dyson sphere. Um, which,
0: of course, is what the Traveler is, in some people's he, opinions.
1: Yeah. So there, that was one of the things that came up a long time ago, is, is the Traveler a Dyson sphere. But also... Yeah. To expand on that, what a lot of people don't realize is there's a more there's a more detailed version of a Dyson sphere called a matryoshka, mm-hmm. brain. And mm-hmm. so this is the idea that you can have this large sphere in space, which is basically infinitely using the elements of space to drive itself. You know, just solar light, whatever. Uh, and I mean, it's that hardly- definitely
0: sounds like a Traveler. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and so on the surface of the matryoshka brain are the absorbed consciousnesses of an entire species. Huh. So, so, let's say, for instance, humanity could figure out a way to make a huge Dyson sphere or matryoshka brain, and then upload your consciousness up into space,
0: and That'd you could be live forever. You could but, live
1: until the end of light. Basically. But is
0: is that living forever though? Because that's not you
1: correct so there's the there's the idea of like when you trade so like when you trade atoms one for one into Mm -hmm. another entity how much of the new entity is actually you yeah versus the you know so what is the threshold like is it 50 percent (laughs) because when does the new thing become you
0: whenever i whenever i i think about stuff like that i just immediately go to uh john dies at the end where it's like the elaborate story about having an axe and i think it was like he murdered someone with the axe and it broke the handle so he replaced the handle and then uh he (laughs) murdered someone again and it broke the the blade so he replaced the blade and then the first guy came back to life and he's like oh you got a new axe and it's like well is it a new axe because he re- he replaced items one at a time, <laughs> so I mean it was still his singular axe. He didn't go out and buy a new axe, yeah, and it, that's, that's just what I think point. about when I think like, if I uploaded my mind into a computer, that's not me anymore. That is a new person. Yeah, almost. Like yeah, Al Crow is not ultra. <laughs> that's a new person.
1: Exactly. I'm glad you brought that up because that's that's one of the conundrums with crows. People are you know people still hate him. People are coming I mean, around on Twitter.
0: Though. I'm really happy about yeah,
1: that. Yeah, I mean, but you still see people on Twitter. They're like, "I refuse to give him cookies when the donut comes out." You know?
0: Yeah. Well, those people are dumb. They're gonna have a <laughs> they're gonna have a lesser triumph score than me, and everyone knows that's how you measure greatness.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: uh, but so to to get back to the the journal. Clovis is sending these letters To his, his grandchildren And in his first one to Willa He basically is like hey remember how you hate me <laughs> Like good times <laughs> You want to come to Europa Like just to summarize what he's basically saying Or I, It's just How does someone have that much of a lack of Like I don't know what's that called Like understanding How does someone fail to read the room With that greatly <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's a good way of saying it. Like, where, <laughs> where does this, where does this come from? This, yeah. like, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a, almost what, like what
0: was your plan, Clovis? Because I don't think that's a compelling argument to get someone to come to Europa. But uh, uh, moving yeah, on to know. Anna, he he basically uh, shits on her for building Rasputin. He says you've wasted enough uh, on that. Paranoiac machine? Par- how would I pronounce that? Paranoiac? Paranoiac? Yeah. And
1: yeah, whatever. That's, That's how it. I would pronounce it, I guess.
0: Yeah. Wait waste it. She he's saying, you wasted all this time on Rasputin. Instead of working on Rasputin, come to Europa and help me unlock human immortality. And so I wanted to ask you. Hmm. Uh we know while Clovis was on Europa. The traveler was on I.O. because Mika, who was a 10-year-old uh boy on Europa, his his fathers were helping Clovis become create exos, and he was writing letters to the traveler talking about how one day I'll be on IO to visit you. And the traveler was on IO just before the collapse, so Clovis had to be working on Exos just before the collapse. Hmm. So I wanted to ask you, what do you think the the time frame is of this? Like, is this just like a few years, like at most a decade?
1: I didn't, I never thought of it until just now. Yeah.
0: Cause that's, that's something I always do whenever we get like lore like this. I'm like, I need to plot this down and say like, what is happening when, and where's the overlap? Because we also know that the K1 crew watched the collapse happen. On the moon. true they watched the Hellmouth rip open and then they got lost down in the tunnels and like so they had to have they lived from the discovery of the K1 artifact to the collapse and I mean that's not a, a difficult thing to imagine when people are apparently living for 300 years that's a that's a, that's a <laughs> lofty window to say they survived that long you know it's like, well, it could have been a century but I think it was much shorter than that I think it at most had to be a decade like at most
1: I'd say three I mean, that would, make, that would make more sense because could you, could, I mean. <sighs> Something
0: to think about, right?
1: Yeah. I couldn't see. Yeah. I mean, because it's, it, it seems like to me, it seems like Clovis is making a mad dash to immortality out of necessity. He wants to escape the inevitable extinction of humanity. Um, mm-hmm. So I wouldn't I wouldn't think that he would have more than I wouldn't think that he would have a lot of time to really dwell on that, <laughs> mm. you know, because exos were always a thing, sorta. You know, we have I mean we have robotics, we have frames, we have all of these. Uh, yeah, he, there, were, things there like was there was AI,
0: but not exo.
1: Right. So the idea of creating an EXO was not far off from Mm -hmm. the technology we had. So I think if I had to pinpoint, I would think that, like you said, it's probably within a decade, maybe even like two to three years. So that's where I
0: put it. Three years is is my bet. That's how long it was from K1 discovery to collapse.
1: Yeah that would make more sense because it's kind of like, oh, we know we're going to not exist anymore. We have to figure out a way to oh
0: you out think out he there. knew it was coming?
1: Well, I think he knew something was going to be. see, I don't think I don't
0: think that I, I think oh, you know? he, I think he was trying to prevent his own his own death entirely selfishly, not protect humanity, have humanity survive, just entirely focused on him himself well. surviving.
1: And yeah, it's just I, so guess that, I guess that makes more sense because I guess that makes more sense mm. than what I was thinking is I thought, okay, because I knew that, okay, so I know he has this, this problem, you know, mm-hmm. that he's dying. He's has, he has an inescapable uh, death that he has to overcome. But it, like, I always thought that, okay, he's just going to become a cyborg. Like that was his first initial idea was I'm just going to be a cyborg, replace the parts that are <laughs> flawed. And then kind of go on from there, yeah. right? As I go, as these things start to fail, I'll just keep replacing those items. And then the the exoconsciousness was, I thought, I thought because he he had discovered something.
0: I mean, maybe but it maybe, is. Maybe that, maybe that was the natural progression of it. But in my opinion, it was entirely because he was like, I want to live forever. Me wants yeah. to live forever. And if it just so happens to help humanity, I guess I can make some money <laughs> on it, right? like that's yeah that's where he where does
1: dido so where does dido fit in all of this with their immortalia (laughs) what
0: does what does dido have to do with it
1: uh you know the 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 pill that makes um living your afterlife much more (laughs) enjoyable oh man
0: i forgot about that but i mean dido's (laughs) dido's post collapse they're 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 city age they're a foundry
1: yeah. So they're not Dido Was one? But Dido was around. Bef- was it? What? what yeah.
0: Do you think Dido? Because remember, think...
1: there's the Dido, There was Dido signs on Mars.
0: Yeah, and on Venus. I remember that, but I mean. So you think Dido weathered the collapse? I, I mean, well, black no, armor. I mean, it's not possible.
1: Yeah. Sure. Why not? I mean, because they were there before and they're here after now, but maybe they're just like, it's kind of like that thing where you reissue something that was old, Mm. (laughs) you know, like you can go get a a Les Paul Gibson, you know, and then it would be like a fifties reissue. Yeah. It's not the actual one from the fifties or something else that more people would understand. Mm. Like, like new Coke, (laughs) Wait, never is had new, Coke, new Coke, old Coke? Wait, old Coke is new Coke, but the new, new old Coke is new Coke. What? <laughs> there
0: was Coke, new Coke, and then they were like, never mind about new Coke. We're just going to go Coke classic. And that's, right. That's and what so if you,
1: taste, if you want to taste new Coke as it, it was. It doesn't exist. They'd have to reissue it.
0: Oh, they'd have to do new, new Coke. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they they would have to do new Coke for, for that to happen. I don't care about new Coke. I just want black cherry vanilla Coke back. Okay. Ooh, that was the best one. I never but, got that
1: one.
0: But so yeah, uh, he had Clovis had uh, four grandchildren: Willa, Anna, Elsie, and Alton. He only sent letters to Willa, Anna, and Elsie And by only sent letters I mean he he only drafted letters For the three of them The only one he actually sent to Was Elsie Which was basically just come to Europa Let me prove yeah. to you that I did nothing To your father that I wouldn't do to myself Like that's probably the best one Where it's not like Chastising them for their own ambitions Or saying like I know you hate me But maybe don't hate me right now Like
1: right.
0: what do you the game plan, club is...
1: You know, it almost feels, I mean, you know, it, it's, it's not cliche because it's actually it's a really good um, version of some of the older like dramas and mm-hmm. stuff where you have the dad, you have the stereotype of a father who doesn't give a crap about his kids and he's self absorbed and he's just stuck in his own, mm. you know, world. And no matter what, he's going to do what he wants to do, and his kids are just like these little, these little orbiting <laughs> individuals, and all they're really to him, all they really are is just a way for him to pro- to keep his bloodline going, you know, to mm-hmm. keep his his name uh, going forward. But at the same time, it really show it kind it makes you feel like <sighs> like I don't think he had remorse. I really don't. I really don't think he had remorse. Even when no, he was he even up to the days when he was sending letters out or drafting letters and telling his kids, "Hey, don't hate me." I don't think that came from a place of remorse. I just think that came from a place of, "Never mind all that. Get your ass down here. I want to show you something. Absolutely. Look what I did. 100%. I can prove it to you. And you're the only people I really trust because you're my blood to share this information with." Mhm.
0: Maybe. It's um the next century though. So before he sent these he sent this letter out to Elsie completely remorseless and he's continuing work on Europa and that's when entry 4 comes in which is the next entry which starts out with a very big declaration of I found her clarity control the mystery I was promised. So he refers to clarity control as a her specifically yeah. as a her which is interesting. And so this is this is the pre-game journal. People are reading this, and when he says "her," people, many people I've seen, were like, "Oh, does he mean like the veiled statue that we found on mm-hmm. the moon?" And yeah. he goes on to say, "I wonder why Clarity Control chose that particular aspect. It did that form, that face, the same visage as the precursor on Earth's moon. So that means he freaking saw the pyramid. He didn't just find." The artifact, the the thing that's in the uh, the anomaly map on the moon, he actually yeah. went into the pyramid itself. Can you believe that?
1: That's crazy.
0: And I didn't, like I, I said, didn't catch that that first time. Yeah, and uh, so like I said, this is all pregame reading. And then when you uh, minor raid spoiler, when you go into the raid, you enter a room called Clarity Control where you see this which is exactly like which is the veiled statue that we saw on inside the pyramid uh these statues have been seen in concept art and you can kind of see around it are these like this encasing of ice where it was being uh melted away the ice is being melted away uh i wonder if that's actually stasis not ice um mm. and clovis attempted to uh to move her, and that actually gets talked about in the journal a little bit further. Where, in trying to move her, people just going next to her like died, <laughs> like <laughs> like don't even don't even go near it; it will kill you.
1: Okay, so here's where here's where it gets tricky because we have an item that was um, brought to us in game uh, about Eris in and, and Shadowkeep, and it says on it, I think it's a it's a ship and Mm -hmm. it says on it, uh, she showed me, I'm going to butcher it, but it was basically, she showed me, this is not my final form. Huh? So
0: do you you remember what that was called?
1: I don't remember the, the, the ship, but I think it was brought in shadow keep. And, um, it was, uh, it was one of the ships from shadow keep. And it said, so you don't know. Oh, wait, it was the one that looks like her old ship. But with the red um Shadow Keep Oh, in it. Unfinal Shapes. Unfinal Shapes. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> um,
0: so yeah, the Unfinal Shapes lore tab, uh, it talks it's a message from a- uh Eris to Asher. It it came out in Forsaken, not in Shadow Keep. Oh
1: wow. See, so I love that.
0: But so um I think you're you're confusing it for a little bit because what you're thinking of is Asher, I saw a throne world built for the light, built with darkness, of course, and with bitter logic of swords, but built for the light. And she's talking about Marasav's throne world.
1: Wait, is that the ship? What is the flavor text on that ship?
0: Oh, wait, that's Unfinal Shapes.
1: Yeah, no, the other one. Oh, yeah, what is the other one? It's oh, what is it called? Ah, uh, this is gonna kill the show. <laughs> <laughs> Refashion shapes is it okay? Yeah, uh, refashion
0: shapes is uh, recovery is a spiral, not a circle. You may return to the same patterns, but you will break free. Mm, And uh, the it doesn't have a lore entry, that's all it has.
1: No, that's not it either.
0: Well, I don't know what to tell you, man.
1: Can we like type in Ishtar, she showed me?
0: (laughs) I mean, you absolutely can.
1: Yeah, I know. I don't want to derail the trash, uh, the show. I don't want to derail the show with some trash.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, everything. But there is a
1: ship. There is a ship, and it says on the flavor text, and it's tied to Eris, and it says, This is not my final shape. She showed me that. Something like that.
0: I mean, Ishar is very good at finding
1: things. If you can spell correctly.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I mean nothing that can find. It's final
1: form. It's final form.
0: Either way. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> let's go back there. to the journal.
1: <laughs> it's there somewhere. So, anyway, so, anyway, the whole reason I brought that up was because we have these statues where, I mean, we've seen them in tons of places.
0: Have we? I mean, we've only seen them in two places. Mm. Concepts are not included.
1: Okay, so Dreaming City and on the moon, right?
0: Where is there a veiled statue in the Dreaming City?
1: Is there not one in there, the. Um, there Senate? are. Ascendant realm? I mean, is that technically the dreaming city? The Ascendant? It realm? is
0: it is the dreaming city, but I'm I are you thinking of the Sure Ido statue, who is just a statue of a woman who wears a cloak? Mm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think you are. Maybe I am. Well there's the the statues were spotted on uh, Where were they just There's started?
0: inside the pyramid and on Europa. And the one on Europa Hasn't been has only been there for twenty years, according to uh, Clovis's. No more than twenty years. Really? Yeah. Right. Oh shit! Uh, Wait, yeah. actually, well before I encountered the K one artifact, so twenty years ago is well before he found the K one artifact. So that kind of puts a, a time time stamp. Well before, in my opinion, means at least more than double. So maybe five years between K one and Europa.
1: Okay. As as like a maximum. Yeah. Now we're getting somewhere. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sorry. I didn't mean to do that, (laughs) but, but (laughs) you know, and, and, um, I know it's not the same statue, but remember that one time when they were teasing the iron banner, or I mean, when they were teasing the, uh, the uh, the CV expansion, what was it called?
0: Uh, Wrath of the Machine or um, Rise of Iron?
1: Rise of Iron, and okay. they had the the statue in the um had the, the
0: Iron Lord it. statues.
1: Yeah, and they had that one statue, and it had the veil on it.
0: They all but had then they masks didn't put on it. In it. Game.
1: Wait, what? No, but one of one of them had a veil on it, and it was only in the. Com- the teaser videos for I the don't expansion remember didn't actually make it. Ooh, I'll find it. You it's need to find one. that. You,
0: you find that, find that one. after the show and I'll tweet it out. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Let's actually make some progress in this. We're coming up on our time. <laughs> and, and since we're coming up on our time, let me just reiterate. There is a, there it is. There is a giveaway, a mystery item giveaway. It's no longer a mystery. You can see it on screen. These are miniature items. Handmade by Rhino Props, and to enter said giveaway, all you have to do is be watching this stream right now, and type in capital D, Dog Hive.
1: Nice.
0: One word. That's all you have Cap- to do. Dog Hive. Sorry. Sorry about that. It's okay. It's okay. No, I'm, I'm apologizing to anyone watching, because I, I forgot to turn off the screen, so... <laughs> Just, they saw right, I won't. I won't
1: ruin. I won't ruin our. Right, this is called loose cannon for a reason. If you're yeah. just now experiencing the show for the first time, <laughs> this is what we do. And since we don't have Baxter to, I kind know. Of I was going to say up, that
0: <laughs> Baxter was good at, at keeping things, keeping a little track. corralled. Because the both were just way too <laughs> off-topic all the time.
1: Uh, but that's um, a fun. Bit.
0: The next entry in Clovis's journal is a note on why the Exomines fail, and we actually talked about uh, a little bit of this uh, last week, where I was talking about how he calls um, he calls them the Grail of Homo Simulacra, is an artificial body with an immortal human mind, and I, I really liked how they use that terminology to t- to describe that he's actually like all invested in this as an evolution of humanity, not. Yeah. even though i say he's doing it for himself he's absolutely doing it for a selfish reason he's not setting someone else up to say continue my work if i die he's like no we're doing this for me and everyone else but just right. to, to really dig into that um evolution. and i think that
1: stems. i think that stems from a place in knowing that once he can attain this and make humanity all basically exos. And mm-hmm. he be the, he be the father of the exos that all brings him as the center.
0: Oh my God.
1: Of creation. Oh
0: my God. Um, cause remember in, um, I want, I want to find the exact entry. Uh, I guess, it, I guess it wasn't in this. It was probably in the, um, the shadow keep journal, but in the shadow keep journal, they called Clovis like, Uh, pre-golden age capitalism left unchecked like that's what that's what clovis is like as an entity and you saying that just made me remember uh remember that old it wasn't pixar i don't think it was dreamworks but it was an old animated movie that was like disney-esque it was called robots and basically it was a society of robots Every, everyone's a robot, except there's like the elite robots who can afford upgrades, and then there's the poorer robots who can't afford upgrades. So they're just like all breaking down and stuff. And it's like, yeah, I mean, if you can't afford this stylish new upgrade, then do you even deserve to live? And that was yeah, basically the movie. They were like grinding yeah. up old robots for like spare parts and like just the metal. And it's like, that's what Clovis would do if he succeeded yeah. in creating humanity as XO. He would just capitalize on it. That's perfect.
1: It, it makes it creates this dystopia.
0: Yeah, no, that's 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 Clovis entirely, Just yeah. straight out dystopian. Like I am gonna rule.
1: Yeah. There have been a lot of sci-fi movies in this in this vein or this topic. You know, like um, you, you, like even the one you brought up, altered carbon. Because mm. if you didn't have enough money or if you were a criminal or whatever, you're just brought back as whatever. You could be brought back as some old decrepit dude. That was in
0: like the first episode too. There was like a, a nine year old. I guess there's like some clause that if it's like a child that dies, there's a way they, they get a free body, and this uh-huh. nine year old got brought back as like some 70 year old. And it's like mom, yeah. dad, and the parents are like, You're not my daughter, and they're, like, no, please. Yeah. And it's like, how crushing is that? Like Yeah, it is pretty crushing. And yeah, that, that's that's, know, that's and, perverse. You know? Yeah. Not to be that's just weird, you know. People need to accept accept natural even if it, even if it sucks sometimes
1: right I it's it's, helping. I mean, it's like if if your kid you know died a horrible i mean if your kid didn't die he survived a horrible accident and it left him disformed or disfigured or in a wheelchair or whatever you know you're going to love them no matter yeah. what
0: and if there's some way to, to to get them out of the wheelchair to to help them be completely self-capable absolutely go for it yeah. but yeah. the idea of like someone died in natural causes except no they didn't that's just
1: fucking weird to me yeah, it is that is messed
0: up. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but so the exomines are still failing. Clovis hasn't found out the secret, and he uh begins he explains how the uh first stage of the breakdown is looping, the same repetitive stereotyped behavior once observed in zoo animals. And um again mm-hmm. I have to bring it to a movie. Have you ever seen Happy Feet, the penguin dancing yeah. movie? Remember when he yeah, gets yeah. captured, he's put in the zoo and he's just like completely like gone Ground out. Yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah. Ah, this is, this is life. And it's like, there's the horizon that goes on forever, but Uh-oh. you can't go there type of shit. And it's just like,
1: <laughs> it just accepts your, just accepts yeah. your reality.
0: And it, it's crazy. It's almost like it. Uh, it's almost like when you try to take a human mind and you put it in this metal cage that it's simulating that type of, that type of life. Almost like it knows yeah. it's not in its natural environment, that it knows it's in this yeah. unnatural environment.
1: Yeah. And that brings us back to what I mentioned last time is, is that the mind, one of the reasons why we have, you know, exomin mind re- rejection is because mm-hmm. the mind needs, the mind can't survive in a perfect simulation or it can't, it can't survive in a perfect, uh, you know, body or whatever.
0: So, that is actually uh referenced later on as clovis is working through all this like exo mind stuff he says perhaps this recursive self-checking is even the source of consciousness itself where the human mind is is engaged in constant self-correction it needs it needs Mm -hmm. these things to be wrong whether it's from like radiation from the sun or or anything else and it's like okay there's a there's an error there's an error there's an error and it kind of regulates itself because of that and I actually asked the exact same thing. Is that the cause of the exomind rejection? Is that the cause of the degradation? Like, exos can spontaneously reset. Yeah, that's crazy. Is that because, like, these natural degradations that needed to be left in the exomind ascend to a point where it's like, there's too much wrong here. Reset.
1: Right, yeah. Absolutely. See, they're tapping into something that we're not conscious, of, or we don't have, we are not consciously aware of what is the driving force of our mind. Mm-hmm. And so when we're playing with this thing, you know, that I guess what he's learning is um, you cannot, you cannot create perfection. It has to have a flaw in order for it to survive because it will, it just, like you said, it will recognize this is not, you know, just like the penguins, you know, mm-hmm. this is perfect environment that we're, stuck in. Yeah. It's everything cannot... they need.
0: There's never they never go hungry, they're never too hot, they're never too cold. They're exactly yeah. perfect and it breaks it. their minds.
1: Right, just like it takes a forest fire for more trees to grow and and without that forest fire, those certain trees will not grow. I mean, there's certain trees that they can't repop uh, they can't propagate again unless there's a fire. And there's mm-hmm. certain you know, there's certain aspects of life that like seasonal changes. If you don't have seasonal changes, your grass doesn't grow, you know, mm-hmm. and that's why deserts exist, you know, because the season there is basically always the same. And so there's only a certain amount of things that can weather that type of environment. And so everything else just dies. Like you can't have a flower live forever. You know, it's got to die eventually and then, you know, be brought back. Mm-hmm. So it's like this perennial idea. Or this idea that the mind recognizes that there has to be something bad.
0: Mm-hmm. Which is not how an AI works. So yeah. like he, he says, when we train AIs, we knock out random neurons in each learning cycle, forcing the AI to work without them. And it yeah. creates a more robust, stable intelligence. So that's why, like...
1: <laughs> robust and stable. I mean, we have, we have Rasputin and Failsafe and the Clovis <laughs> AI look at, yeah the Clovis AI the Clovis AI has been so far been pretty yeah. good but
0: but that's what I want to that's what I wanted to ask they actually have a Clovis AI Clovis has basically simulated himself and put it into mm-hmm. an AI is that not, why does why do you think he sees that as different than being an XO
1: yeah I mean it's the one it's the one truth you know thing it, it, where where is where does the anima live or the soul if mm-hmm. you will where does the soul of cre- creation where is the you know it's not just your mind right so mm-hmm. there's this there's this emergence of consciousness that happens within life and some animals are gifted with this knowledge that they're aware or self-aware right mm-hmm. they are many animals that are not yeah there you go perfect there are many animals that have no idea what they are. Like, um, if you take a if you take a chimpanzee and show them a mirror, they have self awareness because they can yeah. recognize the chimpanzee in the mirror is them. <laughs> However, if you show a lesser animal, you know, with mm-hmm. the, with not as big a brain, that same mirror, they're just gonna be like, oh, that's another me. That's another something like me, but yes. I don't know what it is, yeah. or I can't understand it, and yeah. they'll just ignore it after a while. Yeah. So this idea of self-awareness and this idea of consciousness, um, that's the thats the origin point of life, right? Yeah. This idea that you can find a way to uh, transfer that essence of you into the new vessel. Mm-hmm. But an AI is just a copy of the perfect part, portions of you. You'll never get that, you know?
0: Yeah. I think... Uh, the reason it's kind of like what you said, the reason he doesn't view the Clovis AI as a proper evolution is because like how you said, where is the soul? How uh, would you call it the anima?
1: Anima. Yeah. yeah. So we've learned, um, this came from focus fire chat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I've adopted it when talking to, when talking to the destiny lore, uh, community because mm-hmm. it kind of removes a lot of the implications or, or the soil things that we think of when we think of the word soul or when we think of the word life force, stuff like mm-hmm. that. It's an old word. It came from uh, somewhere else. I'm going to butcher that so I won't even know. <laughs> but it, it was like this idea it's from sci-fi but it came yeah. from this idea that the essence of you and who you are and your self-consciousness and your life force is this thing mm-hmm. and they titled it So Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, the anima. Yeah. It is your, it is, you know, if you're a guardian, it's your light and who you are. But if you're just a human or humanity, it's your anima. It's the driving force of the thing that makes you, you.
0: So I think personally, I think the reason why Clovis might be able to create a Clovis AI and not feel like that's true evolution, true succession is because Clovis still exists. He still knows that the anima is That's within perfect. him. He, yes. he is still here. Whereas in the Exo conversion, you are eliminating yourself to become,
1: yeah, air quotes, Exo, because
0: yeah. I don't believe, in Exo is not the same <laughs> fucking person, to yeah. become the Exo version of yourself. And I feel like if Clovis were to create the ai in his dying breath or create the ai and remove himself from the equation then the ai itself might adopt the philosophy that he is the clovis he is truly clovis but even now it can't adopt that without challenging the existence of banshee
1: yeah there you go it's perfect so 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 maybe, so maybe Clovis at the time was like, you know, that's not me because I'm still here in this body.
0: That's that's exactly what I think.
1: I've got to be over there in that body. Like basically once that transference happens, um, that, that basically moves me from here to there. It's not just a copy. It's not just another me that thinks it's me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a whole nother dilemma, you know? because i um, cuz like even if let's say for instance Rasputin's sub subminds or fellwinter or all his little creations or things that were part of him um, mm-hmm. decided to you know counter counteract whatever his agenda was uh, he could very much think oh no i've got to get rid of you i'm going to eliminate yeah. you because you're a flawed version of me or you're not me
0: yeah they're where they're a, a fraction of himself
1: whereas yeah.
0: he is himself
1: yeah it's crazy.
0: Yeah. Um, and so uh, at the end of this this entry, which is uh, Note Why ExoMines Fail, he, he talks about the source of error must be clarity, the effect generated by clarity control. But how can it be gathered, harvested, and applied? How can it change clarity from an abstract process to something tangible, incarnate, and usable? So this is... Uh, from from my understanding uh tell me if you if you think different this is taking the abstract of dark and turning it into the solid of stasis whereas guardians take the abstract of light and they turn it into golden gun they turn it into nova bomb they turn it into uh yeah. fist of havoc you know they they generate yeah. it into a tangible form even if it's not a, a physical
1: form necessarily right no 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 that makes sense and it, it kinda and it kinda goes it kind of goes in line with with the different um with the different classes too, because like a hunter to summon the golden gun, they have to think of something real and tangible and physical. Mm-hmm. So they think of the last word in flames, you know, and use that.
0: Or, or uh it's it's the last word if they're using top tree. The six-shooter uh sub subtree right. of gunslayer yeah. is the last word. The other one is um is luna slash hawkman
1: which is interesting since it's coming back. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. And then you have Blade Barrage. Yeah, but then also that's then also Titans. Runs. Titans, you know, evoke the the shield mm-hmm. or you know or the bubble of the Defender class. And then they evoke the the hammer of the Sunbreakers, you know, and then the Fist of Havoc is very much their fist. But yeah, warlocks Being of the mental, you know, they don't really have a physical... They have the uh, staff now. That's true. So maybe stasis was a little bit outside of a a warlock's comprehension.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it's outside the comprehension, but it's like, this is a new way of thinking for you. And I mean, uh, Dawnblade made the sword and the wings.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. That is very true. You know, but that was uh, what the Dawnblade was, the old...
0: Yeah, so the they old. evolved beyond the the necessary yeah. the need for physical. And that's actually an interesting thing to to mention because when you when you take it into account of a well of radiance, uh the well of radiance is controlled by a physical item that enemies technically can shoot and destroy and cancel your well of radiance whereas hmm. radiance in D1 a an aspect of sunsinger was different. It was you are that radiance so its it almost follows through that they that their logic evolved of instead of manifesting it into a physical to just be the thing
1: to yeah. channel
0: the solar light to channel like we said earlier the storm caller that's what they are doing they're meditating to channel the storm through them to to not manifest it but to channel it
1: yeah, interesting There.
0: Uh so I I want to go a little bit further. I know we're kind of pushing it, but next, No, it's fine, you're good. Next entry is uh, uh another message to Elsie. And in this one just to summarize it, uh he reveals that Elsie also has the issue that he and his son Clovis II had. But he also says a very interesting line where he says, um, "I determined to transfer him to a new, I, yeah, I determined to transfer him to a new body, and I failed. The new body killed him. His final scan still sleeps in the family archives, awaiting perhaps some second change." And so he's talking about Clovis II and how he was a guinea pig for an early EXO, and mm-hmm. in doing that, he died. He he, the body ripped itself apart. Or Whatever exactly happened. And again, why is Clovis this like bringing up the terrible past in an attempt to like compel family to come help him? But
1: like, feel bad for me, come Yeah. yeah.
0: Remember how I killed your dad, kind of? You want to come help me <laughs> do it again to other people?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: but this idea that there is still his mind. There is a chance for Clovis two two to exist.
1: <laughs> Clovis two two.
0: Yeah, Clovis the second two to exist. Right. And uh, so I wanted to ask: Could you imagine if Cade was actually Clovis the second? Because Banshee and Cade were like friends. Oh, I know.
1: I love that. <laughs>
0: But I love to say that, but I also cannot let that that thought go without saying absolutely that is not the case unless yeah. Clovis was like some really sadistic father because Cade was basically just like a worker drone on Europa. Yeah. He was lifting boxes and putting them yeah. from place A to place B.
1: So that'd i just be pretty think fucked it, up. I just think it's I just think it's it, I think that's almost true irony like the definition of irony because of how horrible he was to Cade, yeah. you know, or the the Clovis that was horrible to Cade. And he, he entrapped him into that exo body for the most mm-hmm. part by using his gambling addiction against him or his, I mean, that's assuming what, that's what,
0: what, even actually what Cade was.
1: That's true. That is true. Cause he could have just been a, a cyborg.
0: Yeah. And actually, I'm upset because I still don't have my, my third Grimoire Anthology, so I know there's Cade stuff there, and I'm sure there's like something that like, leads into Cade, and maybe they actually do confirm he did have gambling debt, so I might be speaking from a point of not actually knowing the full story that is available mm. to other people. Mm. Maybe. maybe. Maybe it confirms that he was not a gambler. Maybe it confirms that he was Clovis II, and no one's decided to tell me about it for whatever reason. Say,
1: uh, maybe none of that happened.
0: Yeah, maybe this maybe Cade doesn't even exist was he was, yeah, just, he was, he was always was a just a fever
1: dream, <laughs> just like Ace.
0: Yeah, because I don't think Ace was real.
1: Yeah, no, Ace was definitely not real. I mean, I think that was just a supplanted memory. Oh, it's just so, it's just so maniacal. If you mm-hmm. think about it, like here, I'm going to give you this thing that you will uh, just, you will long for forever, for as long as you exist. And you're going to just give suffer. you that humanity. Yeah. Like I could do other things. I could give you like <laughs> memories of a stuffed animal that kept you all on the coast, you know? Or, yeah. But instead, I give you this horrible, tormented idea that you had a son you can never get. Ugh. Yeah. Clovis mean. is messed up.
0: Mean uh but then uh continuing on to entry 5 this is actually what we talked about before uh with moving the veiled statue moving clarity control uh
1: yeah.
0: they moved the the K1 artifact easily enough but when they tried to move the clarity control it ended with uh 19 casualties so <laughs> yeah <laughs> goddamn this is a lot of dead people but i mean when you're when you're the CEO of this company and you discover this alien artifact that just so happened to kill 19 people, you have to make it clear that it's not malevolent. Like, it's terrifying, obviously, but not malevolent, which is what he says in his journal.
1: Right. Hmm.
0: And, I mean, I don't necessarily disagree with that, you know? I don't necessarily disagree that the darkness is not malevolent because... It's such a higher being. It's almost like are we malevolent for killing a spider when we see one in our house? You know. Hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is easy to say.
0: This is easy to say when I'm talking about it in the sense of this is a video game. Obviously, if there was such a thing as the darkness in real life, I'd be like, it's fucking malevolent how dare it easily kill 19 people but when i'm talking about a video game entity it's like, it's yeah. easier to say it's not
1: malevolent i guess like the the higher thing to say which we can't you know really do because <laughs> we're flawed but it would just be sacrifice you know because like how dare you make me suffer this decision making mm-hmm. that it, no matter what is going to it's almost like the trolley po- problem in it a little mm-hmm. bit it's almost a little bit like the trolley problem hmm But it's just like, how would you? How could you? What would be the correct decision? Like, there is none. There isn't one. It's the only. The only real decision is to not decide and sacrifice yourself, you know, or to, and that's just horrible. And let let things ride, I guess.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But that that dilemma.
0: Yeah. Even though Clovis believes that Clarity Control is not malevolent. He is aware that there might be some danger that he cannot foresee, so he has ordered an orbital platform constructed over the work, stri- work site. And he says, if we need catastrophic containment or a quick and thorough redaction of our work here, the platform will exc- excurs itself from its orbit and collide with the site. Which, <laughs> raid spoilers, that's exactly what you fucking do. Yeah. Like, that's... Have cool. have you done the raid? No. Oh man. It is that is oh, one of I the like alive. the the coolest ideas Bungie has had for a raid in my opinion. This idea that it's like you're going to you're going to find the deep stone crypt. But don't even worry about it cuz you're going to go to space <laughs> and you're going to destroy the deep
1: stone crypt. <laughs> 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 oh my god. Just
0: immediately. Don't even this this place doesn't even matter, man. We're going to go up to space. So yeah. that was an experience. That's I, cool. I highly suggest uh, trying to get a team together. It's a very, very fun raid.
1: Yeah. Well, what's up with this thing of like, Exo's jumping off of cliffs all the time. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> made what? Me think about, yeah, you made me think about like, okay, so Kate and Banshee were friends, and they used to go jump off of cliffs. Oh. The Mesa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I then, don't know. And then we just got some new lore about how... Um, uh Elsie's new body when she was first running around her new body she was let's go one of those suggestions was let's go jump off a cliff (laughs) and test it out
0: yeah okay actually i do know what that is then it's 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 this like idiot idiotic human reaction to the ability to do something it's like even though this is stupid to do i'm able to do it now so (laughs) i'm gonna go do it where like they sell these um. I was just talking to my friend at work about this. They sell these um palate changers that like you you it's like this like little liquid that you drink and it like re re uh assigns your palate on your tongue so that things don't taste like they should. And people will do that and then they'll take a bottle of vinegar and they'll just drink a fucking bottle of vinegar. Because it doesn't taste like vinegar. They can actually do it. They can be like, a fucking bottle of vinegar. But then, they don't think this all the way through. They have a bottle of vinegar in their stomach now.
1: <laughs>
0: so they're just immediately sick. <laughs> because humans are stupid and should not be allowed to do more than the natural body is allowing them to do. Because that's right. what happens. Yeah. We go jumping off of cliff's And drinking bottles of vinegar, because we can. But, so... uh, We come to the entry that I think would be a good place to end. We started with him sending his messages, and we're ending with a message from Elsie. Which is basically just her saying, Fine, I'm coming. If you tell the family I'm sick, I'll never speak to you again. I won't even let you treat me. You'll have to watch helpless as your own granddaughter falls victim to your mistakes. So. He's like, a fine. Dysfunctional Whatever. family.
1: Yeah, it's pretty bad.
0: He saved that message too. They have this like little like uh dash dash thing where it mentions that he saved it, which I think mm. is interesting. Uh, hmm. But yeah um so on the screen again are the miniatures if you want to enter for a chance to win all you have to do is type the word dog hive one word d-o-g-h-i-v-e with a capital d and you'll be entered to win uh as it is right now there's only one possible winner um, uh, so <laughs> it's pretty good odds and, yeah it's really uh, good do you want to announce the the uh winner of oh sorry the winner of the knife
1: yeah let's do that now, so I do this with uh tweet draw, which is uh you know it's like a bot, but it's like pretty much the fairest bot mm-hmm. on the internet. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so I, I use this to to roll for the winner so there's no there's no shenanigans you know keeping that keeping that out of the fray or whatever uh but the winner is I was watching uh, the National Lampoon's uh-huh. Christmas Vacation last night. And you know when they do the drum roll? Okay. <laughs> and the old and the old guy does his tongue. He's like la, la, la. <laughs> who's I, the winner? I, I, sw- I swear I, I die inside a little bit every time it comes up.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so who's the winner?
1: Okay, so I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's A T O Karina. Hooray! You are, you are the wiener.
0: Okay, so you're gonna be contacting them about the knife, yes, okay, so, so hopefully country, uh maybe yeah. they'll even listen to this before you got a chance to contact them if that's even possible,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll send them a message and and retweet them at the uh, at the thing, so
0: yeah, all right, so we're gonna pull this down, and now we are going to uh say you enter in chat, you just you literally just type it in chat.
1: Boom. Just type it and you're entered.
0: I'll give Just you I'll give it. you a second to type it. Capital it D. Capital D. It is case sensitive. <laughs> 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 okay, it says that you're eligible even though you didn't do okay, there it is. So we're gonna roll it. And there
1: it is. Awesome. Who is it?
0: It is the uh, person who said it an hour ago. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Congratulations on winning a 50-50. I will contact you. Uh, Assuming you're still in chat, I'm going to contact you now. And uh, we'll get you the information, or we'll get your information direct to Rhino here who is the yep. uh creator of Rhino Props and they will get you your award or reward.
1: Dun, Yay. Dun, dun, dun. Yay.
0: Um so our next show will be continuing on this journal and it will be on December 27th. Is that good? Nice. 2 days after Christmas? Yeah. Yes. Is that okay? Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: I think that's okay for me.
1: Well that'll be fun. We'll have um new toys. Yeah. <laughs> We can talk about all our new toys. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So if you want to find out more about us, then you can uh, follow us on Twitter at loose cannon show. It's L O O S E C A N O N S H O W at on Twitter. And uh, we only really uh, tweet updates about the show and that's going to be it everybody.
1: All right. Good show.
0: Uh bye. Bye.